Welcome to Bad Patient. I'm Robin. And I'm Lara. And we are two experts in training on life's big questions and little concerns. How are you doing? I'm a little tired. But I want to tell you that just rolled right off my tongue like I didn't even go to bed at 3 a.m. last night. And then wake up early. Why'd you go to bed at 3 a.m.? just kind of burning the candle on both ends right now but in short all the things i have ever wanted are coming true unfortunately all in like the same two-week period my partner and i are taking a trip and um i'm giving a speech where someone hired me and just said we love you you can talk about whatever you want. Or like they said, you know, propose something. And I proposed, it's a speech on authentic communication and emotional intelligence, essentially, and kind of knowing your why. So, but it's all happening in this tiny window. And there's some big picture idea, concept things that I'm coming up with for my day job that just take, it's like you talk to people and you, it's like your higher level tip of the pyramid thinking. And then the speech I would say is my higher level tip of the pyramid work in that arena, like in my consulting work. And then the trip is kind of pushing me on my comfort zone in the adventure realm. And so I'm so happy and I'm so excited and like, I'm not really sure my pants are on right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Case in point, two seconds ago, you called me and I was like, hang on. I just realized I didn't brush my teeth today. Let me call you back. It's, 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 yeah. I never, I'm not someone who's like shorts myself on sleep very often because the whole uh, training kind of thing, but I just did my bike century, you know, and so I'm kind of coming away from that. I'm getting close to my off season, which is going to be, haha, spoilers, the exact length of our trip, which is six weeks. And so, you know, there's like, there's just so much going on. So I don't know. I don't want to be part of the cult of quote unquote busyness. But if if my uh, cognition is a little lower than usual, that's my story. And you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it all the way. <laughs> Excellent. So what is your big word from school this week, Laura? So the concept that I found like really intriguing this week was called CEO disease, um, which I think is like a very interesting concept. So CEO disease is the idea that like CEOs don't really have a clear idea of what's happening within their um, business because people are leery of telling bad news or of, you know, shoot the messenger kind of thing. And so they get told everything's fine and great, even though like the worker bees level of the thing are like everything's on fire and that kind of thing. So I just find that like a really fascinating um, idea of like, um, there's the idea of like telling people the truth of like what's really going on, but like, um, and the idea that like CEOs and leadership need to like actively overcome that, um, paradigm of like, people are like, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. When it's, when, even when it's not. Did you ever watch the Simpsons? You must have. No, uh, I never watched the Simpsons. Oh my God. <laughs> it was not permitted in, in wow. my home. It was inappropriate. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> But so there's there's this old character in The Simpsons named Mr. Burns, and he, and uh, I wasn't a huge fan, so apologies if I jack up a detail. But Mr. Burns is this like extremely wealthy like business person, and he's also like super evil. And 
he one day is like talking to his minions and he's like, I, I don't know, like, is this a good idea? I think this is a good idea. And, and they're literally just standing around him going, yes, sir, yes, sir. It's a great idea. It's a perfect idea. And he goes, well, I don't know, maybe the opposite of that. And they're like, yes, sir, that's a perfect idea. And he goes, Ugh, you're nothing but a bunch of sycophants. Um, and which is like, oh, boom, that's my big word, which is just saying like, you're a person who just says yes to everything. But yeah, I think this is like a real thing. And then it becomes a culture issue within the organization of can you get adequate feedback? Like, have you created a safe space where people can can talk to you and give feedback? And actually, so um, in my work doing strategic planning consulting, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I get paid to do is help people get a clear picture of where their organization is. Because if you just ask people, you don't always get the right information. And part of what I do usually is like one-on-one -on -one conversations and, and surveys. But a big part of the one-on-one -on -one conversations is that I tell everyone I'm going to make their comments anonymous. So I would I don't share the feedback in a way that makes it like, oh, Bob keeps, you know, complaining about whatever. Like if and sometimes that even means like in a very rare case, I'll go to someone and say, like, listen, I think this is important. I wasn't able to share this. I think you should bring this up with them if you feel comfortable like that. That's very rare. But um, but so, I mean, this is actually a thing that organizations pay people to do. Right. It's like figure this out. So I think this is like a very, a very interesting kind of question. So person pursuing their terminal degree in organizational leadership, what are we supposed to do about it? Well, one of the things is like to be aware that it exists and like being active in trying to overcome it. Um, is one of the ways that you like do that. So like part of it is leaders are required to go like above and beyond and create those atmospheres, but then also have genuine conversations with people. So like that's, yeah. that's the challenge because like, how do you do that without already having it established? It's very much a chicken and the egg situation. Um, right. but like I've seen like the ramifications of it for like failure to do it. Um, like my university had some major um, accounting issues and like um, they overspent by like millions and there were severe consequences to that and it's a lot of it was CEO disease um, people weren't ch balancing the books or checking it correctly like if um, but the other thing is too like Every, they were told repeatedly that everything was fine. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. And they're like, and now we're on fire. Yeah. So, like, it requires that leaders, you know, check and verify and ask for multiple opinions is probably, like, the best way to, mm -hmm. to go about that. And I think it's about... And to foster yeah. challenging the status quo. Yeah. And what happens when you do that? Do you really get to express your opinion or are you penalized? Because there's a shoot the messenger phenomenon too, where, you know, I've seen organizations have issues with people bringing them a very true problem. And then they, they say, well, you know what? Like Nancy came to us and identified this as an issue. And like, isn't she kind of a troublemaker? Like da, 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 da. So there's, you want to separate out whether a uh, feedback is valid or not, but in too many cases, it's simply true and uncomfortable. And then it's, you know, if you shoot the messenger once, 
then the next 10 people who are going to tell you something don't tell you. So, but it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard when you are working really hard on something to hear like, hey, this isn't quite there or like this isn't a good idea. And and I actually had this happen recently. Like I, I gave a test version of this like speech I have coming up to four people who I adore and who are very business savvy. And they all said, yeah, no, this is good. And this is good. And this is good. And listen, like the structure of this, it's not ready yet. And it's, it was, it's such a personal thing on some level. The speech had some, um, had and has some personal elements that, you know, I'm glad that we're all in a professional development group together. And I'm glad that I had experience doing active listening with them and experience being coached on how to do that and to not fill in all my reasons, you know, and to like genuinely hear what they had to say. But in their case, they're, they're my peers. So like it's, it's that much harder when someone reports to you when it's, when the power is uneven, it's so much harder. And I feel like you have to almost have like some kind of personal rapport with the person. Like, do you share with them your genuine thoughts and feelings and your genuine experiences in life? You know, because you can just talk business, but I feel like having a little bit of like, oh, I'm dragging today or like I'm having a fantastic day today. I, I feel like authenticity is starting to be a little overused as a corporate buzzword. But I think if they feel like you're, well, I think if you are consistently honest with how you genuinely feel, even when it's not convenient, because sometimes it'd be more convenient to be like, I'm on board with this than to say, hey, um, I have genuine concerns and we're going to pursue this anyway. So I think it's like that. I yeah, also got so like it's just four hours to keep of sleep. In mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hearing myself say these things and I'm like, maybe later I'm going to just think these are all just words. What did it mean? But no. I mean, words have meaning. Words so. do have meaning. Yeah, and actually, like, tangentially, I was thinking about that phrase recently, like, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's so untrue. That's so untrue. Oh, my, like, ninth grade homeroom teacher used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will break my heart. And I thought, eh, that's a little overkill. But it's totally (laughs) true. probably more accurate. (laughs) Yeah. I would much rather someone punch me then tell me that they don't think I'm a good person if I value their opinion. You know, just come up and like, maybe don't punch me in the face, all right? I got this wonky jaw. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard hard to take feedback. Yeah, it's hard. Because you you have to get your, like, I feel like the first ego response is so easily like, oh, well, of course I'm wonderful. And if this person doesn't think, like, if this person thinks I'm anything but wonderful, then like, like maybe I don't like them, but um, yeah. And there, I mean, there's people who I think are also like not our target audience. People for me who are like extremely, extremely safety seeking. Their response to like 50% of what I do in my free time is, oh my God, I don't think you should do that. Well, I mean, that's a valid opinion and also probably not an opinion I'm going to seek out both because it's predictable and it's not helpful. It's almost like if you're going to do something dangerous and someone's like, oh my God, be careful, that's dangerous. It doesn't make you safer. No added value. Exactly. Yeah. No so what's your, what's your advice question? Okay, so we have this adventure approaching. Um, a partner and I are going to go to French Polynesia for six weeks and we're doing a bunch of stuff that we don't do in our in our day-to-day lives. And 
I particularly am, am ill-prepared from a stuff perspective. So here's my conundrum. I'm a minimalist and I like to buy things used for budget reasons and for environmental reasons. And just like the way I want to be in the world is like, I want to be someone who, if I can, I'll, I'll get it borrowed or used or, you know, like not be a gigantic consumer. But at the same time, we're kind of like off the grids. We end up just needing stuff we can't avoid, like first aid types of things. And then there's a lot of uncertainty about our day-to-day, like how much are we going to be in the ocean? Um, We're working on a pearl farm. How much are we not? And, you know, like how much sunblock and these things. And I just find myself kind of questionably needing a ton of things. And so I've spent considerable time scouring Goodwill to the point where I'm actually, and I love Portland Goodwills, they're very nice. I'm kind of like some of the enjoyment and the thrill of the chase has gone out of it for me because it's like became really time consuming. So I don't want to just buy everything new. At this point, I'm almost done, but this is like a general life advice question. So it's about like, how do you find the balance between like what your budget would permit? And usually I don't put a lot of money in for clothes and this was not a trip planned far in advance. So we're just kind of making it work. So like, how do you, how do you balance between figuring out what you need, spending what you should spend, do, you know, and then not spending 27 hours finding this used thing because at a certain point you're like okay the new one's 20 bucks more you could have just gotten the new one but it's very hard to predict in advance and I admit I didn't really like think this through I just was like oh I'm just gonna like I'll just hit the thrift stores and I'll get all my stuff and I'll figure it out and then I just got myself down this rabbit hole of like it call, the maybe the breaking point was I went to try out this pair of dive tights that I bought. Dive tights are like leggings that you can swim in and this is important for coral cuz you can't, you know, it helps prevent you from getting scraped and also in a place with like intense sun, it helps me prevent sunburns and having to use like a ton of sunblock because of course we can't pack 27 bottles of sunblock so and we can't buy sunblock where we'll be. So it's it's like all this stuff. So Uh, this is like rambly, but do you see what I'm asking? It's like, this wasn't perfect. How can I do this better next time? Yeah. So for me, like the thing is like finding the deal or whatever is like part of the fun. Mm -hmm. And then, but there's like a drop dead date where like, I need the stuff by X date. And so like a week before that date, I will give up if I can't find it um somewhere else than just buy it new that way but I've like searched I've done my due diligence and then I just like I have a I have to bite the bullet and just buy it new if necessary kind of a thing oh I like that that's typically what I do for typically like a week in advance that way like if I have to get it on the internet I could still typically get it in time that's a good idea not being incredibly stressed out about it yeah, because Just mildly. <laughs> yeah, because the other thing that happened was I hadn't thought through the whole like shipping type of thing, and it came up first with I had to get prescription sunglasses, which in and of itself was this big. I was like, uh, you know, I had to get an eye exam. Although spoilers, the places where you buy glasses online are not requiring a like a copy of your prescription anymore. You used to have to like fax them a copy or email them a photo of it or something. And now you seriously, as far as I can tell, and I got pretty far through these processes, you just enter it in. 
But anyway, in that process, I realized that like I was shorter on time than I thought because I needed to leave processing time for the glasses or shipping time for like eBay types of things. And this is not just like simple frugality. I mean, some of the stuff I'm buying are, are things that I think I might really not use again that I desperately need for this trip and that are super expensive and hard to find. You know what I mean? Like dive tights, like are kind of a specialty item and, you know, and the new ones are like 85 bucks. So, um, spoilers, one delightful thing that happened was I bought some and like they arrived and I had them sitting around and then I took them on a test swim and realized, oh, they're two sizes larger than they said they were in the ad. And so of course the seller's like, yeah, I'll give you a refund. But I'm like, well, I don't want my $9 back. I want a pair of tights that fit. Um, but yes, and there's just been some, some poor planning on my part. I mean, I'll give myself a little, like, I, it, can, can we use grace in a non-religious context? Like, I give myself a little forgiveness around the fact that, like, there's a lot going on right now, and the trip is, is something that we didn't have a lot of lead time on. But I seriously, like, we went to some big box store and I was like, yeah, let's just let's just try to take care of it and picked out glasses and got all the way through the process. And they were like, OK, so the frames are whatever, 60 bucks. And then the lenses are going to be $100. And I was like, oh, God, I'm an idiot. Like, I thought the lenses and the frames together were the price on the thing. And then we were just getting the hard sell oddly from like our Costco salesperson about like 26 different kinds of lens coatings. And I just, I walked away from it. I was like, oh, I need, I'm going to sleep on this. And they had said, sure, like you can call back. And it just, it was this debacle because it ended up being like, no, they weren't able to do it over the phone later. And then I, I kept restarting the process, investing hours, and then getting to the end and realizing, oh, I picked out these glasses now on this website but there's not time for them to arrive. And so I did finally sort it out because um, Portland has like an actual Warby Parker retail location that was a good middle ground and it like all worked out. But I think that's a good example of like, I wish I would have like counted back and said, oh, this is when this needs to happen or whatever, you know, just like, because now I don't really want to tell you the number of hours I've spent looking at glasses. Like I have some, they're coming. I had to pay a rush fee on them, but like we're roughly on budget for those. But like, you know, mistakes were made, Laura, is what I'm trying to say. Mistakes were made. Okay, folks. Well, thanks for thanks for hanging with us for our rambling day. Uh, little sleep deprivation has killed people, so wish me well in catching up. And if you want to send us questions, topics, words to cover, big ideas, or adventure advice, you can reach us at hello at thebadpatient.com. Until next time, we're your bad patients.